The Hargan women seemed to have it all. We were blessed. My mom was amazing. But detectives would soon discover... Inside the house, there were the bodies of two women. A story of betrayal you would struggle to believe if it wasn't true. I am just praying to God, this is a sick joke. From 48 Hours, this is Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings, wherever you get your podcasts. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Cousin Sal's winning weekend. Keep it going for me. Yeah, FanDuel didn't move me at the trade deadline. It's a miracle. It really is. Hey, if you're like me and experience stomach aches, indigestion, and breakout in hives from watching NFL backup quarterbacks, I've got some ideas for you. Coming up in Wager Rager Plus, hide your parlays. My pal Harry is back in the handicapper hot seat, and we've got one of the all-time greats. Adrian Peterson is joining us. Could he still be planning a comeback? I'm going to ask him about it and which team he'd love to play for. Not going to name any names, but Jerry Jones, I hope to God you're watching. But first, let's recap that offensive explosion that went down in Pittsburgh, PA last night between the Titans and the Steelers in a segment that never shows up on the injury report. It's cover four. So the Steelers won last night 20-16, to and I have to be honest, it was tough to tell after a while what was a terrible towel and what was a terrible penalty flag. 17 accepted penalties for 131 yards. There were nine penalties in the first quarter alone. It was too much. Hey, refs, you should know by now, we fans are not here to see you. We're here to see Kirk Herbstreet's shiny new bracelet. Nice score, Kirk. Lee Corso will never know it's missing. Coming to! The big story on the Steelers' sideline was who was on the Steelers' sideline. For the first time in his career, beleaguered offensive coordinator Matt Canada was sent down from the coach's booth to join the rest of his team on the field. And this had awkward family vibes written all over it. Like when parents force their kids to come downstairs and spend time with their grandparents instead of toiling away playing Minecraft upstairs. Look at him amongst these brown burlap tops. I don't know if these are leftover Ewok costumes or if the team is trying to camouflage Canada and keep him from being pelted by the Yinzer faithful. But in reality, it didn't make much difference. The Steelers still only scored 20 points. Kenny Pickett, once again, was as underwhelming as a pouch of raisinets. So, in conclusion, you could put Matt Canada in a booth on the field. No difference. Next week, just send Matt Canada to Canada. His resume has CFL written all over. Cover three. All right, a primetime game in Pittsburgh means we got our share of the Watt brothers, the Haywood brothers, and cutaways of the Permanti brothers. That's right. The Steel City's favorite eatery is famous for putting French fries and coleslaw on top of the sandwich. I'm not so sure a city should want to have this much pride in clogging arteries, but they do, and they also have an attitude as if this Pittsburgh pylon makes them some kind of culinary pioneers. It doesn't. This is nothing more than calorie compartmentalizing. And the people who think this is disgusting, they need to calm down too. It's all going down the same esophageal tube or whatever. Last night for dinner, while watching the game, I crumbled the fortune cookie on top of my shrimp lo mein and slathered it with duck sauce. And you know what? It was delicious. But I'm not expecting a three-star Michelin rating. 
Now, on the other hand, the guy who puts mayonnaise in his coffee, that's a fantastic foodie. Cover four! All right, the Steelers won 20-16, to 16, but we all know it doesn't really matter because heading into the final game of the season, there's just no way the Steel Curtain is going to be anything other than 8-8. Eight and eight. This is how it goes every year. Go ahead and put the Steelers into ways. There might be three different paths, but they all eventually lead to the same record. Head coach Mike Tomlin has never had a losing season. 17 straight of 500 or better. It's an amazing feat, especially since they've been outgained in all eight games this year. An average or slightly better than average Steelers team is as reliable as the neighborhood hooligan stealing all the Halloween candy from the Take One Bowl. I do love all the yins or social media heroes out there. Despite the success, if they didn't have offensive coordinator Matt Canada to blame right now, they'd be directing all that Allegheny anger at Mike Tomlin. But here's all that matters. Entering last night's game, Vandal correctly had the Steelers' win total tab at over under 8.5. Dead even odds. And that's exactly right for this team. Pittsburgh is as meh as it gets. They're like season three of Ted Lasso married the mashed potatoes at the Golden Corral Buffet. I was actually an usher at that wedding. Breathtaking affair. All right, that does it for cover four. It's now time for my comedic and irrationally angry weekly attempt to make rational sense of a somewhat irrational bet. It's Wager Rager. <laughs> Tonight's game kicked off week nine with a battle of the backups. Will Levis versus Kenny Pickett. No, no, and he it, gets the starter. He's the starter since when? Uh, week one. Okay, he's never on my Red Zone channel. Weird. Anyway, we've hit the midway point of the NFL season, and teams are quickly moving down their quarterback depths of despair chart. Last Sunday, five out of the first nine games featured a second or even a third stringer relieving the starting quarterback. Basically, the NFL saw more backing up last Sunday than a Beyonce concert. Taylor Heineke, Jaron Hall, Mitch Trubisky, Brett Rippon, and Tommy DeVito. Mitch Trubisky is like the Joe Montana of that group, and Tommy DeVito is like the Tommy DeVito of the group. My wife actually screamed at me for missing pumpkin patch picking with the family in favor of watching Tommy DeVito attempt to play professional football for the Giants. Not to worry, her backup husband filled in as a fine replacement. Thank you again, John Hamm. But the Giants finished that game versus the Jets with minus nine yards passing. Minus nine! The G-men would have been better with Danny DeVito as quarterback. Seriously, this is your in-state, in-stadium rival, and you're not prepared with a quarterback who can propel his arm forward? For almost two hours, Tommy DeVito wasn't even allowed to throw the ball. This is like going to see a Kiss cover band, but, you know, they don't even bother to put on the makeup. I don't know about you, but I, for one, won't back down on this backup problem. Scoring is down, and so is overall fan morale. So here's what I'm thinking. In NFL, please feel free to suggest any of these at the next competition committee meeting. Number one, let's implement a 10 Mississippi rush count for the defense. And 15 Mississippis if your quarterback actually went to a school in Mississippi. Hey, it worked on the playground for years and years. It'll work in the NFL. Number two, when a backup quarterback enters the game, the opposing team must send their best edge rusher on a 10-minute break. Have them head over to the blue tent for a power nap or a pedicure. Enjoy yourself. 
<sighs> and number three, if all else fails, just bubble wrap the hell out of these quarterbacks. Help them prevent from breaking before Christmas. You're welcome, NFL. That's the rager. Here's the wager. Minnesota, they did a lot, the Vikings did. Cousins goes down for the year. They take Josh Dobbs off the Cardinals roster, but they're going to stick, at least for week nine, with Jaron Hall, which sounds like the lame dorm you try to avoid freshman year. Doesn't matter. FanDuel has their team total at 16 and a half, and I'm going over. The Atlanta defense has allowed 17 or more in six of their last seven games, and against some not great names, Howell, Stroud, Love, Levis. I like my chances here. With the josh Jaron combo, they're not about to let me or the great state of Minnesota down. Over 16 and a half is the play. Speaking of Minnesota, later on the show, one of the greatest running backs of all time, Adrian Peterson, will join us. But when we come back, one of the greatest hunchbacks of all time, my friend Harry Gagnon, is in the handicapper hot seat. We're going to break down all the Week 9 NFL games when Cousin Sal's winning weekend returns. Stick around. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Welcome back to Cousin Sal's Winning Weekend. It's time to break down all the NFL action, and here to help me do it, back by unpopular demand, he puts the odd in odds maker, a member of the D3 and co-star of the Against All Odds podcast on The Ringer, Harry Gagnon is here. What's happening, Harry? Hey, Sal, what's up? Let's have some winners. Let's have some fun, Sal. Let's get some... uh... Let's get some W's stringing along for us. Let's do it. Come on. All right. I know we can have fun. I'll sign off on that. The winners okay. I'm not sure about. But I do want to talk. Uh, last night we saw Titans Steelers, which got me thinking about legendary, and I mean legendary, Titans quarterback Vince Young. We were lucky enough to meet up with him years ago. Do you remember this? This was at a fantasy football convention in Dallas. That was great. We had a blast. Awesome time. Yep. All right. And then we interviewed him for Against All Odds. And then afterwards, you had the good idea. It was a smart idea for Vince Young to throw you a pass. You were going to run a route, right? And he, the idea is for him to complete the pass, right? Yeah, that's exactly what it was. I gave him the route. Now, look, I remember that uh, Vince Young didn't really score that well on the Wonderlick test. But I did tell oh, him I was on. going out and I was going over to the right. But the pass just wasn't, you know, he was he was a. Uh, he was a better runner than he was a passer, right? Wouldn't you say, Sal? Oh, All right, well, let's see how, how good a runner and, and receiver you are here because we have the clip, and I'm going to show it. Now, out and over. You go out, and then you kind of just turn around. Um, first of all, you didn't go out. Out actually does mean over, right? Am I right, guys? So you go out, and then they look at you there, and you catch it. Let's see it one more time in slow motion because there's some questions as to whether or not you caught this. So let me hear your thoughts. Well, I did. I, I went out, straight out, and then I was going to go to the right, but it looked like he wasn't throwing it that way. So then when he just let it go, I had to do a quick little turn of my body and flip my yeah. body, do like a one, 180, and Ugh. still get down there and pull it up. I, 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 that was a catch. That was a catch. You see yeah, the signal. 350 pounds doing a 180. It's interesting. Now, I will say you did a nice job adjusting, but, you know, when you say out and over, the out – I don't know what to say. It's up. Up is a few yards away. And then out is what you wanted to do. But there you are. 
I don't know. One guy dodging people all over the place, too. So dodging people all over. It was tough at a convention, I will say. All right, listen, let's get to the pros. That's why we're not in the league, Harry. That's why we just bet on these games. And so let's try to win. You're right. The first game of the weekend is in Germany. They moved the best game, Dolphins and Chiefs. The Chiefs are favored by one and a half. We saw the Dolphins demolish the Patriots. Actually, it was a game for a minute, and then they won and covered. And then the Chiefs, I don't know. They got... They got tripped up by the Broncos. Not good. Um, I'm not sure. I want to lean Chiefs a little bit here. I'm worried about, like, Andy Reid getting a little uh, unfocused. Little, his attention goes to the schnitzel factories or something. But I am going to take Tyreek Hill over 92 and a half receiving yards at minus 114. I don't think anybody wants this game more than he does. There's a revenge factor. Mm-hmm. He has been awesome. He's hit this over, at least over this number in four of the last six games. He's had numbered games with 112, 163, 181, 157, 215. When he breaks out, he demolishes these over numbers. And the best part is you're, you're never out of the game with this pick, you know? So he could have 22 yards in the fourth quarter and it only takes one to break it. So I'm going to go over Tyreek Hill. Harry, you like the underdog Dolphins. Yeah, I do. I think, um, I don't think they should be the uh, underdog. I think they, they have the wrong favorite here, Sal. I like your bet. Uh, the Cheetah and his new teammates will be pumped to be ready to put on a show for the folks in Frankfurt. Miami's offense is just too good, and there's six wins, Sal. The Finns are averaging 39 points per game. That's crazy. Andy Reid and the Chiefs have wide receiver issues. Hardman has been no help in his return to Kansas City, and the Chiefs lead the NFL in drops. I think Miami Malls, Mahomes, and the Chiefs here. I got it 34-17, Miami. Wow. I also bet on Fandle, you could bet this, that I would receive a text from you before 7.30 in the morning complaining about how the referees favor the Chiefs. So uh, that's, always that a, that's always a favorite. That's always this a favorite. Is a, um, this is going to be interesting because Mahomes still plus 270. Not great numbers, by the way, but still plus 270 mm-hmm. to win MVP. Tua plus 370 could easily swap if the Dolphins roll on Sunday. Uh, all right, Green Bay, three-and-a-half-point favorite at home against the Rams. This one went up a little. I'm I'm just not taking Green Bay in that offense and laying three and a half. It's not like Lambeau is any great advantage anymore. The Rams play on the road every week. They don't have a home field advantage in SoFi, so they draw no fans. It's not a difference to them. But I'm going to go under the number 38 and a half here. Not a ton of explosive players on either side. Let's face it. Christian Watson isn't beating the secondary like he was with Aaron Rodgers last year. Uh, you know, Cooper Cup still getting his footing after the injury, putting up decent numbers, but you don't see that 60-yard scamper anymore. Packers, 31st in completion percentage. So I'm looking at this game being, you know, slower pace, low scoring. Rams have played five of their first eight games to the under. I like this way under, in fact. In fact, you can go under 27 and a half. It would pay four to one on Fandle. I think a 20 to seven final, Harry, and Mm. I'm taking under 38 and a half. Uh, I know you don't like that score. Well, look, this is a, I'm gonna, this is a tough game to figure out, so I'm going to try a teaser here, Sal. I'm going to take Green Bay on a seven-point teaser, plus three-and-a-half at home, and over 31-and-a-half. I'm banking on Jordan Love to keep it close at home versus the 21st-ranked defense in the league. I'm going to use a little history here, uh, Sal. You know you love it when I do this sort of thing, but the Packers, oh, the Packers have won three straight overall versus the Rams. And Green Bay also has not lost three straight games at Lambeau since 2017. They have dropped their last two uh, to Minnesota and Detroit. Meanwhile, the Rams have given up 67 points combined in their last two weeks, uh, last two games against Dallas and Pittsburgh. So I'm going to take Green Bay plus the three and a half. They can lose by a field goal on a teaser, still get there and go over 31 and a half. 
All right, and because it's a seven-point teaser, you're paying a lot of extra juice, but you're going to make up for that, right? You're going to send everybody, you'll send it Western Union to make up for the extra 10, 15 cents for the seven-point teaser? It's the only way I go. <laughs> All right, let's go on. Uh, Houston, Tampa Bay. Houston's favored by three. They're home. 40 is the over-under. I can't stand these South versus South inter-conference games, cross-conference, whatever you want to call it. They're all weird. Tennessee, Atlanta was weird. They're all coin flips, even though they are installed as a three-point favorite. Uh, Houston, and I do have Stroud for Offensive Rookie of the Year. He is the favorite right now to hold on to that spot. But I'm taking Tampa and the three points. Bucks 3-0 and against the spread on the road. They're a different team getting points. And while Stroud, for the most part, has been, you know, kind of perfect in terms of turnovers and playing safe, Baker is the one who should benefit. Texans 29th against the pass percentage-wise, which is good for Mayfield. Uh, he can think and doink his way up the field. That loss to Carolina left a very bad taste in my mouth. I think it was stale candy corn, actually. But Texans blew it. Bucks win this week 24-16. Uh, sorry, I actually jumped right on that 40 number for you, Harry. Mm. You're going to go uh, under 40, though. I am. I'm going to go under here. Uh, I'm going to go under 40. The Bucks offense has sputtered all season, Sal, and uh, has scored more than 20 points just once in the last five games. Baker Mayfield... Uh, under 60% completion percentage two of the last three games, and they haven't had a rusher have 40 yards or more in a game in their last three games. However, Tampa is sixth best in points allowed in the NFL, and Houston has mustered just 15 points per game in their last three contests. I'm going under 40 between Houston and Tampa, Sal. Harry always likes to try to use the word mustard in his analysis. It's good. It's very commendable. All right. New England minus three, 40 and a half against Washington. The Pats, like I said, got spanked last week by the Dolphins. Washington, again, this close to pulling off the upset against Philadelphia. And then they trade off their team. This is what they did, Washington. Mm -hmm. They trade Montez Sweat. They trade Chase Young. A common narrative, though, is that if you're a seller, you're going to lose the next game. It's not often the case. I don't have the numbers to back this, but trust me, the existing players hear this, and they step it up. That's why I'm taking Washington plus the three points. Uh, I like Sam Howell as a friend, just as a friend I like him. I think he can exploit this Pats defense. People are confused into thinking they're good. They're actually 23rd in touchdown passes allowed with 11. Pats 28th in sacks. That is the kryptonite of Sam Howell and this Washington offensive line, so you don't have to worry too much about that. 27-23, I say the commanders pull off the upset. How say you? I'll take that, Sal. I'll take that because I got the Pats to score over 21.5 points at minus 118. You mentioned Washington has had some week trading away a couple of their best defensive players in Sweat and Young. And in five of the last eight games, the Commanders have given up 33 points or more. They gave up 319 yards and four touchdowns to Jalen Hurts last week. Mac Jones has four touchdowns and just one pick over his last two games. And the Pats scored a season-high 29 points in their last home game versus the Bills. Give me the Pats to go over 21 and a half here. Belichick has a nice week. All right. Uh, by the way, Belichick 0-2 straight up and against the spread against Ron Rivera and 5-12. and I can't believe you didn't tell me about this. 5-12 mm. straight up against NFC opponents in the last three years. Yeah, I have the Pats over 5.5 wins. I don't know how it cashes if they lose this game. That was an adjusted number, I bet, three weeks ago. But at least I could rub it into Simmons if uh, it does go down. Let's do New Orleans 8.5 point favorite. 41 is the over-under. Against Chicago, I've given Tyson Double Bajan all the credit I can. Now it's time to make money, Harry. I had the yeah. Lions as my best bet Monday night. I'm jumping back at it, going against these Bears here. Uh, teaser, minus two and a half for New Orleans. Over 
35. I think the offense is back on track for New Orleans. Over mm -hmm. 500 yards versus the Colts, and they've hit two straight overs. Bears, you know, they let you take them for a ride. You kind of control the pace of the game with them. They end up with some points, but not enough to win. They've won one out of their last eight road games. 28-16 final. Saints take it. What you got? Yeah, I like that too, Sal. I, I, I think you're right about the Saints offense. Uh, I'm going to go with over 24 and a half points for them at minus 108. Again, Chicago, uh, the Saints offense is finally starting to come around. Carr has uh, three straight 300-yard games, and New Orleans is coming off their highest-scoring game of the year. Taysom Hill is getting included a bit more. Last two weeks, he's got three total touchdowns. And the Bears, in four road games this season, are giving up an average of almost 30 points per game. Give me the Saints to go over 24-and-a-half on Sunday. All right. I thought that Bears trade was perplexing during the week, taking sweat, uh, giving up a second rounder. Like, what? If that guy gets hurt, just sign him in the offseason. What do they care? Yeah. They have to win like eight out of nine to make the playoffs. You lose draft capital for a guy you can get next season. Yikes. Uh, Atlanta, four and a half point favorite, 37 and a half is the over under against Minnesota. I'm taking Minnesota plus four and a half. I went off on my wager rager segment about this and vikings i took them over total team points i have jaron hall byu guy no relation to arsenio i looked it up by the way uh i'm gonna take the four and a half usually i don't like a rookie on the road but we saw what a rookie did to atlanta last week and will levis atlanta one in six against the spread in their last seven games and by the way taylor heineke not worth the four and a half points i, I just think this is a monster number here Plus, they average 30 rushes per game, Atlanta does. So they slow down the pace a lot. Grady Jarrett being gone in the middle is a problem. Minnesota's running game could start back up again. 2017, I'm going to take the Vikings here, Harry. Well, Sal, listen, I'm going to go with another under here in the game. I'm going to go this game under 37. You mentioned the Vikings are forced to have to go with rookie quarterback J uh, Jaron Hall. And I'm not sure how they're going to keep drives alive with Hall. And the 31st-ranked rushing team in the NFL are the Vikings. Minnesota's defense, though, continues to improve, Sal. Uh, in four of the last five games, they've given up 17 points or less. Heineke, you mentioned, in for Atlanta, Ritter out. The Falcons have just one 100-yard rusher and just one 100-yard receiver all season in any game that they've played. They've scored 16 points or less for the last six games Atlanta has. Give me under 37, Sal. Can we talk about the – now, I know I have the Vikings to make the playoffs from the beginning of the year. Uh, I got it about even. I thought that was great. Now you could grab it at plus 225. They're right in line for that seven seed. They have – I don't know if Jaron Hall works out. Great. Maybe Dobbs could work out. We've seen he's had some big moments for uh, Arizona, some not-so-big moments too. But they're plus 225. Atlanta minus 162. I get it that Atlanta can win the division, whereas the Vikings can't. But isn't that too high for, for both? Too high for Atlanta? It, and it, you're getting too much value for the Vikings? I think it's too high, definitely. Yeah, exactly. I think it's too high for Atlanta, especially considering, like I just mentioned, the, the offense has been awful of late. They, at the very beginning of the season, were running the ball like crazy with B. John Robinson. Uh, but now it's not happening for them, and they can't fa they can't function and make uh, drives efficient. They're just punting way too much, and Atlanta's not scoring, and Minnesota too. Uh, this is a bad situation with them at quarterback. It's a terrible thing that happened to Cousins. Uh, you know, uh, still they have it's their defense that's keeping them alive, Sal. So I would really lean to more, a little more towards Minnesota than Atlanta, even though you mentioned the yeah. NFC South is awful. So yeah, anyone can uh, win that one. 
Speaking of quarterback situations, which are dismal, Cleveland home for Arizona. It looks like P.J. Walker. We don't know with Deshaun. He's, he's practicing, but not practicing in a way where he thinks he could start. He's just readying himself, okay? He'll let us know when he's going to be prepared to uh, suit up. But it doesn't seem like it's going to be this week. So Cleveland's still eight-and-a-half-point favorite against Arizona. I know I said when teams trade off assets, be careful because they step up. The other guys who were not traded step up. But... Uh, you know, name that Clayton tune doesn't do it for me with Arizona on the mm -hmm. road. I'm taking the Browns minus eight and a half. PJ Walker each week becoming more and more familiar with uh, Deshaun Watson's offense. More importantly, the Browns haven't had a breakout defensive game in a while. This is going to be it. I think it's a blowout. Both teams to score 10. Harry, if you go no, is plus 185. Browns minus 14 and a half is plus 200. I like mm. a blowout, 27 7. What do you think? Love that, Sal. Love that, because I got a teaser. I'm going to lay the one and a half for the Browns, and I'm going to go under 44 and a half on a seven-point tease. I don't want to lay the, the big number of the Browns. It didn't work for Baltimore last week versus Arizona, so I'll tease the Brownies to just to basically win the game and let their defense dominate. Arizona 0-4 on the road, and three of those four games have uh, landed on 36 points or less um, in three of them, like I said, in Cleveland. Three and one straight up at home. Don't have to run it up here with Baltimore up next for the Browns. So Browns minus one and a half on a teaser and under 44 and a half. Sal. I'm looking. What do you think the Cardinals over under is here for wins right now? Obviously adjusting. Um, they've got one. I'm going to say two and a half. It's three and a half. And mm. I thought that was high. And the under three and a half is plus 124. So I get it. There's no tanking in professional football if there ever was. Clayton Toon is uh, singing mm -hmm. his tune. Oh, by the way, Clayton Toon, what college, Harry? Houston. There you go. Houston. Is Harry the best? No, he's not, but he got that <laughs> no. right. All right, Harry, it's been about 15 minutes, so we're going to take a quick break so that Harry can recharge, grab a few fun-sized Milky Ways from the Halloween candy bowl. We still got some. Still got some. Sal. You do? Wow, still what a miracle. Some, it's a Halloween miracle. I, saw, I, saw, I, did, I did steal some from your house. From mine? Yeah, from yours. <laughs> I'm going to call the police. I've had enough. We're going to return with Cousin Sal's winning weekend in a minute. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger. Feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Velour XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Gagnon and the handicapper hot seat. Still no ruling on the catch, no catch. Pass from Vince Young to Harry a few years back. Let's see it one more time. Harry, you claim that you caught, you came, you went to the ground. I feel like you bobble it a little bit. You say no. you got it clean? Really? I got it. I mean, I'm telling you, Sal, listen, I've lied about a lot of stuff. But I'm not lying about this. I lie about my bet sometimes. But I'm not lying about this. This was the catch. The hands were underneath. Secure catch. 
We had Dean Blandino, actually, we can't uh, show it for legal reasons, but he actually did. We bought a cameo, and he analyzes. He said no catch. Um, he's never been wrong before, so I don't me, know what to tell you. Me and Dean and I did have some messages uh, back and forth afterwards, and he kind of <laughs> said it was a catch, but he had a rule, he had a rule at no catch because of, uh, well, you know, you know how it goes. All right. Yeah. I know how it goes. All right, yeah, you're not you know. allowed to badger the officials, uh, former mm. or current. So uh, let's keep that going. All right, listen, let's go over uh, six more games here in the NFL. Baltimore home, five and a half, 44 and a half is the over-under against Seattle. Ooh, that over-under moved up a couple points. It was 42 this morning. I'm going Seattle here. Uh, Gino, very good as a dog after a loss. Uh, 20 and 13 against the spread. Lamar, on the other hand, 12, 20 and 1 as a home favorite. I like the plus three in the first half, too, because mm. Seattle gets off to a fast start. Look at Geno's numbers the last couple of weeks. He's had a couple of touchdowns in the first half. This seems like a good spot for a Pete Carroll upset. I'm going to say 24 17. Upset, Harry. Money line plus mm. three at half. Take it all. Seattle wins. I'm with you here, Sal. I'm taking the five at this line, Sal. It's a bit disrespectful. Uh, in my opinion, actually at five and a half, the Seahawks, not the Niners, are the sole leader in the NFC West and are receiving five and a half points just seems high to me. Seattle's defense is no slouch and are yielding just 15 points per game in their last four games. I know Baltimore is playing solid football. Uh, but again, five and a half versus the non-conference team seems high uh, here, knowing the Ravens have divisional games the next two weeks against uh, Cincinnati and Cleveland. I'm going to take the five and a half with you, Sal. I like that you say a non-conference team. You you upset that Seattle's moving out of the Pac-12? No. It's, uh, <laughs> hey, by the way, I look at this, and this Devin Witherspoon, I know people get freaked out by defensive rookie of the year. Now, everybody wants to talk about Stroud and you know Puka Nakua and everybody else for offensive rookie of the year. Look, keep an eye on Devin Witherspoon, plus 130 defensive rookie of the year you know i watch every game on the all 17 so i know i know how everyone's doing on both sides of the ball all right indianapolis two and a half point favorite at carolina 43 and a half is the over under teams going in opposite directions really at least you know prematurely here colts lost three in a row they allow 29 points per game which is the worst in the league their defense is kind of falling apart uh, I'm still taking them, minus two and a half. I like Indy here. They're going to run all over Carolina, who won ugly. They got their one win out of the way. Now they have feel the hangover, you know, not as much a burden. It's lifted. Um, Zach Moss, 12 runs of 12 yards or more, leads the league in that department. And Jonathan Taylor's snap count increases. I really, like I said, it's going to be a running game. The Colts are going to control time of possession. Panthers happy to get that win, 27-13. Colts. In a big win. Oh, you don't like that number. I put it under 43 and a half. Yeah, I'm going to go with the over here, Sal. The Colts have played three consecutive crazy games that have produced 57, 77, and 65 points. You mentioned the Panthers did get their first win of the season last week, but now they can get back to giving up plenty of yards and points. Before that win, they gave up back-to-back 42-point games. And maybe, maybe for the Panthers, Bryce Young is coming around uh, and can finish drives. He's got five touchdowns in his last three games for the Panthers. I got Indy winning this one, 28-23. Mm. Well, all right. Well, you know, it's weird with Carolina. You know, they made that kicker, Eddie Pinheiro, kick that ball like four times to win the game. There was mm. a lot of offsides, plays for Texas and everything. And I think the league is like, are we sure we want the winless right. team to – Yeah, yeah, okay, all right, mm. we'll give you one, Carolina. So it wasn't impressive. I think the Colts bounce back. All right, now my game. Philadelphia, mm-hmm. three-point favorite over Dallas. It's in Philly. The over-under is 46. You know, 
I don't feel great about this. I never, you know, I went back and I had this as a loss and beginning of the year and I have it as a loss now for Dallas. I also think the line should be three and a half. Philadelphia is a good deal better than Dallas. And we saw what happens to the Cowboys when they go up against physical teams like San Francisco. It was the last game San Francisco ever won in their franchise. But uh, Philadelphia, I think they're going to take care of business. I think I still think the Cowboys are going to be 8-3 and three after Thanksgiving. After this game, they have the Giants, they have Carolina, and they have Washington on Thanksgiving. So they'll end up 8-3. and three. They'll be the best wild card team. They'll go against that NFC South team. See, Harry, you don't even have to watch the games. I'm predicting it all <laughs> for you. But for this particular one, I'm not going to bet against my team. I am going to take... Jalen Hurts to score an anytime touchdown minus 110. Why am I doing this? Because I'm a Cowboys fan who's been crying about this dumb tush push for a year and a half, maybe mm -hmm. longer. So, of course, this is a great hedge. I'm going to be out of my mind when they tush push him in from the four yard line against my team. Minus 110 seems like a steal. Hurts to score anytime. What you got? I like it, Tab. But I'm going to take the Eagles. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lay the three here. The Eagles. Uh, won this matchup in Philly last year by nine. Dak has played well the last two weeks, as you know, but uh, have be they've beaten just two New York teams, both L.A. teams, and the Patriots. Not a very impressive slate. I just can't go with Dak in a very big game until he gets it done somewhere in the fourth quarter. Hurts to Brown is clicking right now. Eagles 30 points plus two games in a row. Brown uh, by uh, by game's end will be over 1,000 yards for the season. And you mentioned Sal, Dallas had some easy games coming up. I got Philly 27, Dallas 17. A.J. Brown third now, odds-wise on Fandle for that uh, Offensive Player of the Year award. Mm. Tyreek Hill first and Christian McCaffrey second. But yeah, you're right, he is closing the gap. Some uh, interesting numbers here. Dak 8-3 and three against the spread versus the Eagles and Hurts 15-7 and seven against the spread at home so he's gonna score i'll tell you that much right now all right <laughs> vegas a one and a half point favorite versus the giants vegas is home kind of i'm sure there'll be more giants fans there 37 and a half is the over under can they flex this to sunday night this game is so <laughs> bad i want it flexed I right want to see it. i'm right. bummed we don't get another three hour window with uh tommy devito but because it does seem like it's going to be danny dimes back against aiden o'connell classic Classic matchup here. Antonio Pierce calling the shots now for the Raiders. The GM is gone. There's strife all around, and yet the Raiders are still favored. The Giants, I don't know. The Giants shouldn't even get off the bus. This is embarrassing that the Raiders are favored, but I'm going to take the first half under 18.5 at even odds. Uh, first half under for the last six for the Raiders, where they scored 7, 3, 7, and 7. I guess I'm banking on O'Connell and Jones not turning the ball over. 10-7 seems really high for a first-half score between these two. Give me the under. And you're going for the under for the whole game, right? Yeah, I'm going to go under 37.5. Give me 10-7 for the game, Sal. I'd love that. you got a rookie quarterback on O'Connell, you mentioned. And Jones is back for the Giants, but that's not such a great thing. He's been awful also. Again, last week, unbelievable. The Giants passed for eight yards passing, eight. And I'll say this, too. Seven of New York's eight games. They've scored under 20 points this year. The same stat goes for the Raiders, Al. Uh, the only time the Raiders scored more than 20 was when they scored a safety. They recorded a safety. Max Crosby did late in the game against Belichick and the Patriots to get 21. I'm going under 37 and a half. I'm saying 10-7 final. If Max Crosby records nine or 10 safeties in the first half to put that <laughs> over 18 and a half, I'm going to lose my mind. By the way, I saw this interest. This is interesting. <laughs> Teams that go 16 and nine after in season, oh, teams go 16 and nine after in season head coach firings. 
Interesting. Right? Mm. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. In, in the very next game. Um, what a ridiculous game this is. All right. This one is very good. Sunday night, Cincinnati. A little scary that this game is Sunday night. A little creepy vibes there. Mm-hmm. What happened with DeMar Hamlin. But Bengals, he's all right now. Bengals, one and a half point favorite. 49 and a half versus Buffalo. I'll tell you what. I'm going to tease Buffalo plus seven and a half and over 43 and a half. Everybody loved the Bengals. And so mm-hmm. did I. And Except I'm going to zag now because I'm like, now... Why would anyone like Buffalo here? Bengals are better. They're the more physical team. They're home. They have, you know, a little bit of a revenge factor in that game that was canceled last year, that Monday night game. Uh, Josh Allen didn't practice Wednesday. Like, there's, it's a, you know, not practicing late, late in the week because of a shoulder injury. Um, this is my rat line of the week. The Bengals are often my rat line of the week. But I have to zag because we have to pick. I'm going to go with the teaser here. Bills plus mm. seven and a half. 43 and a half is the over under. They're going to show up. They have not lost a game by more than seven points since November 2021. That's two years and about 30 something games ago. They're going to keep it close. And don't forget, Joe Burrow, 0 3 and 1 against the spread in his last four starts at night. I say 26 21. Harry, what about you? Mm, wow, Sal. I'm, well, you know what? I'm going to take Cincinnati. I'm going to ride with our buddy, brother Bry, who had Cincinnati last week. He loves him this week, too. I just think Buffalo right now, just a bit too inconsistent, and Allen's banged up. Cincinnati, uh, you know, they start slow uh, in uh, the last couple of years, and now they're doing what they're supposed to be doing, what we've expected all along. They're 4-1 straight up in their last five games and dominated the Niners in Santa Clara last week. Burrow looks real good again, and Cincinnati also, don't forget, dominated the Bills in the playoffs last year. Cincinnati too strong right now. Uh, if Allen goes, he better be careful because the Bengals are second also in the league in interceptions. Sal, I got Cincinnati 28, Bills 17. I think he's gone four straight games thrown an interception. He's never gone five. Uh, by the way, I'm looking at these futures for the conferences. I've swore off the Bengals for the division odds. They're about plus 330. Still mm-hmm. good, but I think it's the Ravens to win there. But I do think if you like the Bengals to go far in the playoffs, that's the number to hit. The Bengals are plus 950 to win the conference. The Bills are plus 750. So if you're not boring like me and are just going to ride the Chiefs to the uh, Super Bowl, these two are strong contenders to make it to the last week in January. What do you think about taking both, or would you just go with the Bengals? I think I'd go with the Bengals. I would see what they've been able to do the past few years in the playoffs. You mentioned the the North. It's they have a tough schedule. I, I think Baltimore has a tougher schedule the rest of the way, but still to have to leapfrog the Ravens uh, is asking a lot here. I think, uh, you know, and the Ravens uh, is a team that, uh, you know, with Lamar Jackson haven't been that great in the playoffs. Meanwhile, Burrow with the Bengals has. All right. So now this is that Monday game or uh, everybody is freaking out that this, you can't really flex this, right? Chargers three and a half point favorites gone up to three and a half, 41 and a half at the Jets. There's just not enough dynamic offenses to fill these prime time slots and then still have one or two good games in every day window. I know people freak out, but that's just, that's the uh, reality of it. Chargers finally got their win. They beat up on the Bears. Uh, The Jets survived Tommy DeVito's Giants. What a miracle that was. I am taking the Jets plus three and a half points here. I even like them at three. The Chargers rarely put together back-to-back winning performances. I like Zach Wilson to open it up against the 31st ranked not 71st, there's not that many teams. 31st ranked pass defense in the league. Don't forget the Chargers, one in six against the spread in their last seven versus AFC East opponents. Gave me the J-E-T-S to W-I-N this game, Harry. You got screwed here with the line here. It went up to three and a half. You still going Chargers? 
I'm gonna. I'm still gonna go Chargers here. I had the three and four, but they should be better than what their record says. Meanwhile, the Jets are somehow four and three and should be worse. Uh, and the odds makers having the Chargers basically a three and a half point favorite here on the road are saying the same thing. Uh, I'm just gonna go with a better quarterback here, and that is no doubt about it. Herbert over Wilson. Uh, Chargers three and four. Like I said, uh, I think they get this one. I think they get this one by double digits too. Jets are 31st in passing yards against uh, Herbert. Three touchdowns or th- 31st in passing yards. The Jets. I'm sorry. And Herbert had three touchdowns, no picks. No sacks against him last week versus uh, the Bears. Eckler at 120 yards combined. Uh, too much offense. Just too much offense. Too much talent. We can say a lot of things about the Chargers. But one thing they do, you know, a bad things about them if you want. But they do have talent. They have a lot of talent. I think they have more than the Jets overall, especially on offense. 31-16 L.A. Hmm. Do you know how much money I've lost betting the more talented team based on the fact that they have more <laughs> talent than the other team? It's, uh, it's, uh, it's uh, uh, right there. Yeah, I, I want the Chargers true. though so over. True. You know they're over under. I mean, you guess uh, you off on the. Uh, you want to guess so their win total over under? Three and four now. I'm going to say they're uh, uh, eight. Eight and a half. Mm. And to make the playoffs is plus one seventy two. If you like the yes, so I don't know. It might be better if you if you want to live and die with this heart attack team to bet the over eight and a half. Uh, to get them the nine, then the plus 172, which you might have to get 10 wins in the AFC well, to get that seven slot. What do you you'd, think? you'd love to be able to do that, but you'd love to be able to say, all right, I'm going to take the Chargers. Yeah, because of the talent, but Staley just drags them down. So many issues, so many problems over this year, year before, up 27 nothing halftime to Jacksonville in the playoffs below that game. They don't fire them over that, and there's been problems this year too, so it's very hard to take the Chargers moving forward. All right. You know what, Jack? Roll that clip one more time. I think I have to see it once more just to finally decide if Harry caught that ball or not. Harry, do you get your hands under here? You it's, get unbe- under? it's actually, it's actually, tr- Justin Jefferson would be impressed. Uh, let's just put it that way. He would? Yeah. I don't know that he would. All right, let me put it this way. If the idea is, if you're lying, you could never bet again. Did you get your hands under that ball? A thousand percent. Wow. No more betting for Harry. All right, that's going to do it. No more games, Harry. No more replays. You're free to go. You can follow Harry on X at AAO Harry. And, of course, hear him on the Against All Odds podcast. Coming up, future Hall of Famer Adrian Peterson will join me. It's the good Adrian Peterson. Right, guys? We booked a good one? Yes. That's next on Cousin Sal's Winning Weekend. Stay tuned. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. All right, welcome back to Cousin Sal's Winning Weekend. I am very excited about our next guest, mostly because I don't have to try and tackle him. No one has been on the cover of more magazines with the possible exception of Oprah Winfrey. He is the NFL's fifth all-time leading rusher, a seven-time Pro Bowl selection, 2012 NFL MVP, and he might not be done yet. Adrian Peterson, thanks for being here. Uh, No problem, man. Thanks for having me. You know, I say you might not be done yet because news popped up a couple days ago. You told Robert Griffin III 
that you wouldn't be opposed to a comeback. You said you could still play. You feel you have the ability to uh, get out there and outperform a lot of the kids you see playing. Have you been in touch with any NFL teams? Uh, well, no, I haven't been in touch with anyone. Um, but, you know, I love to change my mindset and how, you know, I feel like I can really, you know, be a part of an NFL team and help a team out. Do you, you know, want so. me to be your agent? Because I feel like you all, <laughs> I also feel you have some juice and um, or you, you should be talking to some of these teams who are really light at the running back position. <laughs> hey, if you, you can make some calls, make some calls. <laughs> you were actually the last non-quarterback to win an MVP in 2012, which uh, took remarkable, basically history setting seasons. Are you surprised that more running backs and wide receivers aren't given more MVP consideration? I, I am a little surprised, you know, uh, you would expect for quarterbacks to be, you know, the ones that kind of majority, I mean, that win the wins majority of the MVPs. Um, but do you have some guys, you know, like Calvin Johnson, the, the season he had, you know, we had almost 2,000 yards. You know, Derrick Henry, you know, got to the point where he was up there. Um, so you when you have those type of um, seasons, you know, you respect for a guy to maybe have the opportunity to get it. You know, um, you know, you look at A.J. Brown and what he's doing, you know, this yeah. season. If he keep it up, you know, I can see him, you know, being that next guy to win it. Yeah, that seems to be the more uh, exciting race between uh, Christian McCaffrey, A.J. Brown. Out of those players I mentioned for like offensive player of the year, does McCaffrey jump out at you? Because, I mean, now now he's putting up Adrian Peterson numbers. I think it's 17 straight games with a, a touchdown. Yeah, yeah, he's definitely a guy that pops, you know, that pops up in my mind. Um, him, A.J. Brown. Um, mm -hmm. There's a couple guys out there that's, that's playing really well, but those two right there would be top. Do you feel like today's running back screwed up a good thing that you helped create, you know, lengthy contracts, rewarding lengthy careers, or was this sort of inevitable? You know, I think it has to do with the system, you know, the system that they are a part of. And it's, it's so unfortunate. You know, hopefully the league, they, they start getting it, getting it together. You know, these owners started getting it together because when it gets down to it, the playoff time comes around. You know, now you're really depending on your run game. You're, you're really depending on your vertical, um, you know, player running back to, to really help your team be productive offensively. You know, so I think it might take a guy just saying, you know what, I'll sit out, you know, I'll sit out the rest of the year, you know, or I'll sit out the entire year or, or trade me to someone that, you know, that, that value me the way that I'm supposed to be. Yeah, I think it would take a Christian McCaffrey or someone like that. One of the names you just mentioned to to do that. You're known for your legendary handshakes. How did that all come about? And it was, as a youngster, you know, yeah. um, I grew up around um, a lot of uncles, um, mm -hmm. my mom's side and my dad's side. So, you know, they were always those old school type of guys, you know, give firm handshake. Looking man in the eye when you're talking to him. So what what about holding back, like with the owner's wife or maybe like your son's play date or something? Did you have to, to talk yourself into this? Like, okay, I gotta <laughs> I gotta uh, not show off so much here. <laughs> no, that was the easy part. You know, look, kids. You know, I would yeah. give them a little, a little firm handshake. Though, you know, because you know they they hear about the handshake, but I'm not going to break the kid's hand. And you know, right. of course, women, you know, being a little soft on them. I've I've learned the hard way. Like, you might want to be a little firm because I've had a couple of women crush my hand when I'm trying to go away and be soft, you know, give them a softer handshake or just, hey, how you doing? You know, 
and they right. go in here because they done heard about the handshake and they sit there and crush my hand and I'm just sitting there with a smile like a <laughs> <laughs> nice try. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm a big Cowboys fan, as you could tell by this goofy hat. Coming out of Oklahoma, how the hell how are you not a Dallas Cowboy? The one time Jerry doesn't trade up, I don't understand. Didn't you feel like you were born to be a cowboy? That would have been a dream come true. You know, play for the team you grew up rooting for. And, uh, you know, my hometown, an hour and a half from Dallas. Cowboys game was my first NFL game that I um, I was able to watch in high school. Um, but that would have been awesome if that would have happened. Have you thought about the Hall of Fame yet? And who you might want to induct you? Um, you know, of course, when I retire, it'll be with the Vikings. The fans down there, they, they love me. You know, I bleed purple at the end of the day. Uh, but, uh, yeah, you know, I haven't really thought thought about it yet. I, I've thought about it a little bit. Let me not say that. Uh, mm-hmm. But I haven't just been like, okay, wow. You know, the time is, has started. You know, here in the next five years, I'll be up, you know. So yeah, uh, that process hasn't started. Uh, but I have thought about it a couple of times. First ballot for sure. I'm trying to think of like who makes the speech, who enters, leads you in. I mean, might I suggest Taylor Swift? She's super popular right now. <laughs> <laughs> she had to wait for, for Kelsey, you know, uh, to, to get in, get in there. What do you think of this Taylor Swift stuff? T- too many cutaways, just enough. Good for Kelsey. Yeah, it's good for Kelsey. You know, um, <laughs> for me, like it is what it is. You get on social media and you just see these wives and women messing with their husband. Some of them don't, you know, and you know that she made him famous. And you know, these guys are like, "What? Are you serious?" <laughs> And this guy been famous, been popular, you know, way before, you know, Swift and uh, and the wives are, you know, and a lot of them don't know a lot about football like that. So to them, he, you know, she made him famous, you know. So, um, so just seeing those little videos, it's always hilarious to me. Yeah, I think you have her introduce you in the Hall of Fame, and then just crush her hand, just crush it right as she's uh, passing the baton off to you. I don't know, you might you might uh, gain a lot of enemies that way, but what a moment <laughs> yeah. that would be! Yeah, I don't want no problem with the Swifties. What they call <laughs> That's them right. right. All right, thank you, uh, Adrian Peterson. I appreciate you coming on. This is great. Hey, no problem. Thank you for having me, brother. All right, we'll be right back to wrap things up on Cousin Sal's Winning Weekend. This episode is brought to you by Etsy. Looking to instantly upgrade your Mother's Day gift from typical to meaningful? Shop Etsy. Now until May 12th, get up to 30% off personalized jewelry, style, decor, and so many other items mom will love. And if you want her to know you put a ton of thought into her present, use Gift Mode. Gift Mode on Etsy takes the stress out of gifting so you can easily find well-crafted, original, and affordable pieces from small shops. Just tap or click Gift Mode on your Etsy app or Etsy.com. Then answer a few short questions about mom, and Gift Mode instantly gives you curated ideas based on hundreds of personas. Need something original and affordable for Mother's Day? Etsy has it. Shop until May 12th for up to 30% off gifts for mom. Terms apply. All right, we're back on Cousin Sal's Winning Weekend. I have just enough time to offer you another Clio Award-winning same-game parlay. Here's what it looks like. It's a real beauty. Dallas, plus seven and a half points. My boys will keep it within a touchdown. C.D. Lamb, 60-plus receiving yards. He's had over 270 combined the last two weeks. And 
Jalen Hurts to score a touchdown. That terrible tush-push turd of a play pays well over 3-1 to one if you put them all together. And if I lose one leg, please let it be that last one. I want to thank Harry Gagnon for his in-depth game analysis and the great Adrian Peterson. Somebody sign that man to an NFL contract so he doesn't have to be stuck talking to me on a Friday. We're back next week with more Cousin Sal's winning weekend. Until then, I want to remind everyone watching and listening, you may feel like underdogs, but please remember, you're all my favorites. Happy handicapping.